0: Okay, introducing our newest sponsor, Swim Tracks. Swim Tracks is the smartest swim-specific tracker ever. It registers a ton of swim data that is translated into valuable, real-time insights. It tracks the three most important data points for coaches and swimmers, time, heart rate, and stroke rate. You and your swimmers can now, from just one device, Make sure you're training in the correct energy zones with the correct number of strokes. Visit swimtracks.com and schedule your free demo today. That's swimtracks t r a x x swimtracks.com. All right, here we go. Adrian Radalasky, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thanks for having me
0: thank you this is a this is an exciting one for me and i'm sure it's going to be for a lot of people um for those that aren't aware you're the coach of uh david popovich and you and him have done some extraordinary work over the last couple of years now and well well, especially the the ones the work that we've seen i'm sure you've done much more work before that but uh Listen, uh, a lot of questions, a lot of interest, and um, just first of all, congratulations on all the success.
1: Thank you very much. Um, it was a good uh, couple of years, but um, hopefully we're looking forward uh, to next uh, the next uh, stage in Davis Development.
0: Yeah, in in terms of the development, let's let's talk about that initially, right? Like how long have you been with David and um, what has been the progression of his development since he's been with you?
1: So I started working with David when he was nine years old. Um, Mm -hmm. He joined our club. Um, And we worked through kids, national level kids, and then through age groupers, uh and juniors and up to seniors um you know when when he was little he would be uh, a lot of energy and just uh not necessarily focused on the the process he would uh, uh, love to compete but uh, the hard work was a no-go for him (laughs) um and maybe this was the the hardest part, and working with him when he was little, getting him to do the right things, and to understand the process, because he's a he's a very rational uh, person, so he definitely needs reason in order to do stuff.
0: Well, you talk about this this um, where he was, you know, at, at nine. Like, where, where's anybody at nine? You know what I mean? Like, it's, he's a kid, right? So. What, what do you notice early or what do you get an understanding of fairly quickly with him? I mean, because because we all talk about his talent, right? Like a lot of people say, well, he's so talented. And we put a lot of it just on the fact that he's got these natural born gifts. Did you see some of these natural born gifts early on? Or and or how did you kind of work into what he was presenting with you and, and work with that to kind of m- enhance it?
1: so i told these stories before but there are two small stories Mm -hmm. the first one he was in a kind of a training camp when he was 10. Mm -hmm. Um, i wasn't there he was one with one of my colleagues and um, they they did a um, uh, kind of a skins competition play at the end of the training session so they were like 11 12 Swimmers, all the same age, um, and every time they did uh, 25 meters, one would just uh, the last one would just go out. And at the point, at that point in the group, there were two or three guys who were better than him, mm. um, and he would just. And there were boys and girls as well in, uh-huh. in the game, and um, he would only swim as faster than the last one throughout <laughs> the rounds. The other guys would just go out, boom, boom, boom. And he would, he, he worked himself through the rounds. And in the end, he was more uh, rested than the other boys. Although they were better than him, he just beat them. And uh, the second story is when he was 10, he swam a national record in a 50-back because he was a backstroker back then. Uh, at least in his mind um and he did it without knowing how to swim backstroke so i don't think i can find the footage but it's it's very funny how it does
0: (laughs) so i guess i guess he has he has this intelligence right this this wisdom at a young age to know that like hey um, this is what competition is. This is how I can this is how I can eventually get this win. So he had he had the smarts. Uh, physically at that stage, he even at uh nine, ten, eleven, um c- could you see his feel for the water? Could you you know the way he looks right now? I mean, he, he's got long arms, got long legs. What did he look like at a as a younger kid?
1: Well, I can mean, I can find a picture for you, but yeah, mm. uh, he would be he, he was taller than the average, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously he had the long arms the long legs big feet um and he had a, a small beer belly but um otherwise as feeling of the water you know he swam backstroke just because he knew how to push through his arms not necessarily coordinate himself so he would mm. just grab and then push the water backwards and just advance through the water um without having, you know, shoulder rotation or whatever. Right.
0: Right. Wow. You know, there's a lot of comparisons between him and Alex Popov, and and Popov was a backstroker as a as a kid too. <laughs> Do you see the, the similarities between these two guys?
1: In some regards, um, I think because I saw David when he was 12, 13, um... I think he looks more like Michael in some regards mm-hmm. um, he always would gallop right he he would he started using the gallop maybe like when he was 11 12 um and I kind of avoided uh, to um, enforce a certain way of swimming on him hmm because everybody saw uh, how Michael Phelps swam the, the 200 in, in Beijing, right. And right. Th- there was the image in my mind, and I thought, okay, he, I, th- I think he can he can he try to mimic that in some way. And um, I would I, I'd let him uh, find his own uh, way of swimming it,
0: right right. All right, so you got you got this group of of young kids and like you said there's some probably some kids that maybe at that stage were were faster than him or whatever and do, you know maybe and everyone develops differently but but you know you we break the world record at what uh you know 17 years old so we've only got about five years here right we're talking five or six years in between so in this time When do you start to see some separation with him? When do you start to see some real potential? And is is it difficult for you not to favor that kid? When when you see this kind of potential, do you start to favor some kid like that? Is that difficult in that situation?
1: Yeah, so first of all, maybe... uh, So just for a bit of context, um, David had the he won the 50 backstroke when he was 10. Mm. I think he medaled uh, at nationals when he was 11 in a couple of events. And I think he medaled like in the summer when he was 12. And then when, in, in winter, when we had the winter nationals, he got fourth, that was like the best, uh, ranking. Mm. Um, and, um, you know people think that he was always uh the fastest and which is basically not true mm-hmm. um and um on on the second on the second hand he he always uh enjoyed swimming like i saw uh, obviously he he wanted to win but um he was good on accepting that others are better than him Mm. and about age 13 we started connecting more and i saw a difference in the way he's um focusing on his process more than on the outcome right obviously there was a growth that Although he was taller than the average, he was not the same age as, as uh, biologically speaking. Um, mm-hmm. But at thirteen, he he started to to grow, and I think like the breakout meet when, was nationals, and uh, when he was thirteen, um, he got a couple of medals. I think he even won a couple of, of events, um, and maybe the most. Impressive, at least for me. I I remember this uh, with with great pleasure. Was nationals when age group nationals when he was fourteen, so that was what two thousand eighteen, and and he swam all all the events. So we have all the freestyle events except the hundred, and then basically the Olympic program, Mm. and uh, it was a five days meet or four days meet. Uh, just, just, uh, just heats, no, no finals, and he did all events, and he won all the freestyle events. He won uh, hundred fly. I think he medaled in the two hundred fly. Um, wow. He medaled in the breaststroke hundred, but not in the two hundred. That was like the only event he did the medal. He won the back. He won the medley, and he swam in the in the relays. Wow!
0: Wow! So he is like Phelps, the, very Phelps-like.
1: You, you know, it 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 changes the way you you see him when he when you, he he does this, right? When mm. you see a swimmer doing something similar.
0: Yeah, there there's there's parallels there too, right? So like Bob Bowman had Michael from a very young age, and 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 the story is very well documented. So now you have this kid who's who comes along and there are a lot of similarities. Do, do you study the way that Bob raised Michael and got him to be the champion is? Because right now we're in a situation where David is, is the number one swimmer in the world. I mean, he, he's Michael, you know, 10 years ago and, and, you're, and you're Bob in, in a way that, that you're the hot coach that everybody wants to know you. Everybody wants to see what you're doing. People are gonna study you the way that you've studied Bob Bowman, I imagine. People are going to study you how, how do you feel about this
1: um so i definitely looked up to mr bowman um i when i started out i found some uh season planning models from that he, he used in different lectures right. and obviously i saw the and i'm re-watching the lecture about champions you know i i think oh. you can find it on youtube yep uh, where he describes the the characteristics of champions. And, um, one stood out, uh, the predictable outcome in, um, how was it was having predictable results in unpredictable, uh, circumstances. Right. Mm. Um, and, and I always thought that David has that ability sure it could be developed um, but he 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 could be relied upon and in order to be as as reliable as possible you need to train in that manner yeah. um, and and we we you know we, we focused on training um, especially um, on having uh, as more options when it comes to races, right. so you know the last past two years we have fo- we have been focusing on the freestyle, but with some work I think he can definitely improve on on his other strokes, um, and um, that, that characteristic of being reliable uh, I think it's really really important. Uh, and it's the one that actually uh, builds up your confidence for meets. Because yeah. if you know you're good when you're uh, training, then it's it just really, really uh, surprising uh, context that you wouldn't be reliable during races.
0: Right. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. If you're being, you know, every athlete who's who's been at the highest level knows this. You feel the most confident when... You feel like you've done the work right like a lot of, every athlete will tell you when i stand behind the blocks i know i've done the work that's when i'm confident and so that i guess that's what everybody wants to know like what is the work that he's doing and and so it, it brings us to you and not not a lot of credit or not enough credit or maybe maybe there is credit but people don't have an understanding of the fact that um, you know you've guided this young man and you've put him in this position to break these world records that takes a high level of intelligence and planning and preparation and execution. So there's, you've done a lot yourself. Uh, David is a, is an incredible talent, extraordinary young man, but he's being guided by somebody who is really switched on. And, uh, it's very impressive. And so I don't know if everybody knows this about you, but, uh, you have a PhD and, um, I'm, I'm going to read, I'm going to read the title of your PhD. It's the study of dynamic, Dynamics of metabolic effort zones in pre, pre, <laughs> pre-pubertal and pubertal swimmers. So okay, swimmers. so that's that's a whole mouthful. Tell me, what, 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 is, what is this uh, PhD uh, thesis that you did, and why did you decide to write it on
1: this? So, first of all, um, I was coaching when I did my PhD. So, I had access to actually a pretty big number of, of uh, swimmers. And that was, that was the group I was working with right age group co- swimmers and juniors, um, and even some younger. Um, so, um, what I tried to do is to see if there is resemblance in using metabolic effort zones, right? And everybody use it different ways, heart rate, whatever, um. So as and, as
0: Americans, we could compare this to maybe like um, the the color zones that they use yeah, that you know yeah. they used at uh, Michigan. You know, like the, yeah, yeah, the different yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then how about seeing how they uh, switch for younger kids? Hmm. Because not necessarily the same thing, you know. And there are different, at least in in development of the the heart and the cardiovascular system, it's not the same thing um so what i try to find is if there's a switch um of course looking back at it i, I think there's so much more you you can do right uh mm. in in expanding it as a research itself uh and maybe at one point i, I will have time and dedicate myself to expanding it with new things
0: right? We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Biney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to SwimAngelfish.com today to apply. Well, tell me this then. Talk to me about this... um... You know, when, when David's probably 14 to 14, 15, 16, this is a very crucial period of development for him, you know, to get to where he is right now, this period of time here. So what do you decide to do in these few years in terms of his development um, in the pool, right? Like how are, you, how are you coaching him? What type of work is he doing in these few years?
1: So as I said, uh, our, our club program, um, focuses on basically like the, the American model and um, focus on the IM, at mm-hmm. when they're 10, 11, the 200, and then switch for the 400 IM. Um, and David swam the 400 IM at nationals when he was 15, I think he did it. Oh, 16. They, we didn't have nationals cause it was everything in lockdown. Mm-hmm. but he, he would have swam the, the 400 IM. Um. Just classic work. I don't think it's it's something really uh, extraordinary when it comes to the way we organize sessions and design sets. It's just uh, basic things that work. Um, and we know they work because others have tried them. Um, uh, obviously, if you take every book, uh, you, you, you find sets that, Um, can help you, but I always looked for the sets, um, and try to see, imagine how they are executed. Mm -hmm. And at some point I even chose sets that can fit my way of my personality. Right. Right. So, um, what I mean is we can take sets from different coaches. But if you do not have maybe the patience, because if you're doing a long swim, then you need to have the patience to time it, to supervise it, to be, give feedback afterwards. Um, and that has to fit your personality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you cannot bring someone else's personality traits in your work. You have to find whatever suits you. I mean, the coach has to be uh, fully aware of his responsibility when they're doing the set. Don't just copy something and then, uh, you know, try to be someone else. Find your own sets that you feel comfortable in implementing in your training.
0: Right, right. No, I I agree 100%. Yeah. I mean, there's development, there's understanding, but then there's also your own personal touch.
1: So, so... One example is, you know, from the classic set of doing 400s, uh, 6, 8, 10, whatever, um, I, I avoided the 400. I, I, you know, and swimmers, maybe they develop their own culture. You know, they, they always knew that, oh, this week we have the 400s. And, you know, they, they would talk with, uh, within the group and say, oh, no, we have that set, I don't like it or whatever, but I personally don't like it. I don't know why I, you know, I don't know just because, um, and I would prefer to do 300 or 500 and not do the 400.
0: Mm. Right. Right. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So, all right. So you, yeah, you've got your own personal preferences and things. So sure. You, you talk about this uh, idea of of patience too, which is which is probably why I don't coach anymore on the deck. I, I ran out of the patience, but uh, you're right. There's a lot of preparation, and there's a lot of being, um, you know, uh, at this stage of like development where you're like, you've got to you've got to play the long game. You've got to look ahead and say, well, we're going to be here uh, with, with David. That has um, you know escalated fairly quickly right like we're, we're at the stage now where he he was 17 and he's he's breaking the world record he's swimming faster than any any man in history you know so the the rapid development happened quick in that sense uh, did did you feel for you i don't know how to say this exactly right like i'm i don't want to put any words in your in your mind but like it happened quickly so was that was that shocking to you uh, did that you know, did did it disappoint you in the fact that it happened this quickly, and now you've got to you've got to find a way to I don't know. You tell me what. Well, tell me about no. this situation. The seventeen year old swimming faster than anyone in history. It's just it's just mind boggling.
1: So um, obviously patience is very important, but as a coach, you need to have patience on the long term, but otherwise on the short term, you don't want to have patience because otherwise you get sloppy right <laughs> if you uh, just do a training session and it doesn't work out as you wanted it or you envisioned it to be executed then uh, you cannot be patient you have to give feedback to the swimmers and also to your decision making process um so patience on the long term not necessary patience when you come out on the pool deck uh but uh you know David talking about patience. um we always put something extra every year so when he was you know like 12 he would do six and some weeks seven sessions um and then one year later we would do seven to eight two years later so it was always adding something extra right um both in what we did in the pool both and you know as volume or as intensities or whatever but both in what um what his preparation looks like so i'm i'm talking about what dry land um mm-hmm. then we added the the recovery and looked for better solutions for recovery We always look for better solutions for nutrition and we always added something up to the program um oh i I forgot your question
0: i I forgot my question too sometimes i ask stupid questions so uh, you know forgive me right like no no, no. Uh, i I think i think i think ultimately my question is did it happen too fast for you Um, uh,
1: you know that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. it happened like it happened right it's 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 you know, people people from the outside who do not see us every day, do not see him swim every day. You know, they they, they have the uh, context to to get uh, you know, to be surprised. But I see him every day. I have seen him mostly every day, except you know Christmas, New Year's Eve, and holidays um, for the last basically nine mo- nine years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's not a surprise, and right. I do not feel that it it's too early. I just right. it is what it is, right. and yeah, it um, it it's not something forced upon him. It's just how he responded to the training, and then how he evolved in accordance to 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 this training program.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Well said. Uh, your English is beautiful, by the way. Um, wh- where did you where did you learn your English? I mean, honestly, it just it's it's very you're very well spoken.
1: Thank you. It it needs a bit of work, I think. But yeah. uh-uh. um, so we have good English teachers in in school, mm-hmm. and at one point, I even when I was like 10, 11, I would have extra English classes. In the school that David actually studies in right now, oh, okay. So, so they would have English um, English teachers from England, the States. They would come and do some kind of, you know, two weeks courses during the summer, and I would register for them. And w- obviously, when you speak with um, natives, um, it's obviously uh, uh, it's better, right? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um well let me let me just go back to this real quick when when someone ignorant you know stupid like me comes along and the first interview i do with david you know says to him i f- I thought you were on drugs you know like uh i see this time 47 i think it was 47 3 i think he went at 16 and you know my first my first thought is oh the kid's got to be on drugs there's no way you can swim that fast but then hear hearing you say well i've i've known this kid since he was nine years old so how does that make you feel when, when that type of ignorance comes in where people who haven't seen him, who don't know him, who may just have some sort of opinion like this, How do, does that make you feel a certain way when you know the work that you've done?
1: Not quite, because, you know, I know the process from within. So, um, and it's, it's not the first time people said this i mean Mm -hmm. even when he was swimming at nationals when he was 13 14 um people would say oh he's he's taking the the good stuff Mm. um so it's it's a situation that you know and we discussed about it because eventually okay maybe the kids don't have the idea but the parents obviously talk start talking between themselves and the myth is born and then they pass it down to the kids and the kids Mm -hmm. would just, you know, they, they maybe before the, 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 the race itself, they would just say something or maybe afterwards. And David is a, he always was a nice kid. He he would like to socialize and, and talk to everybody. Um, and obviously I think people told him this, right? Other swimmers. And it's, you know, when you hear it from kids that are 13, and when they think that is true with real, real, uh, belief that that, that is true, then that that's really sad. So, yeah, not, you know, everybody else who's from outside the process cannot go beyond that.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let's not let's not dwell on the ignorance. It took me about uh, three seconds to watch him swim after I hadn't seen him swim at all. You know, three seconds of, of watching this man swim, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Uh, you know, he, he's he's as he's as clean as they come, and he's as, he's as gifted as they come in the sense that. You know you you can see somebody who 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 knows what they're doing in the water you know uh, there's on another level and his his level of expertise in swimming is just uh, out of this world i think i think for a lot of us ultimately when we do watch him it takes our breath away you know like i've talked to other coaches and they're just like i just stare at him in amazement you know people that have been on the deck at the world championships and they're they're just taken away by this 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 man's technique and his feel for the water and then you know you have an interview like the one the ones I've had with him and and you and you hear him speak, I mean you you have something really special. And I'll I'll tell you this: you've had an influence on me. I, I start reading books like this now, okay? because, uh, because <laughs> of the the stoicism and Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm reading these. These are because of you, okay? This is the influence okay. you've had on me. So, that's, um, in that's terms amazing. of this. this <laughs> This stoic mentality. Um, what was that for you? How did this come about, and and how was this influence on David?
1: Um, maybe in high school, I you know we we studied maybe an introduction to philosophy um, during high school, and I I liked it, and I tried to read a bit extra, um, and then as time went on started coaching um you know everybody needs to get some some ideas of, of how they want to do things um and I found people like John Wooden right mm-hmm. um and then uh, eventually you you end up in the in the philosophy zone of uh, of just educating yourself um and I started seeing what what this is about i liked it and i thought that it's good for an athlete to bring some ideas from the stoics into the pool Mm. um especially the, the the main idea that what's controllable it's dependent on you uh what's not under your control um just don't stress about it so you only focus on what's what's controllable. And, and I think that's really important in swimming because at the end of the day, uh, yeah, you race other guys, but um, it's still the time that, you know, makes the ranking. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not doing your race properly and you're swimming the race in the way or in a reflection of how the others are swimming the race, then you may not, uh, achieve your potential. So agree, focusing yeah. on your race, um, is the best strategy more. So you're not in the training pool every day with those guys. You're by yourself and maybe with training partners in your training group, so you cannot control anything they're doing so when
0: did you have time for this development do you like when when do you put it in i mean you you've got a young kid he's obviously going to school there's a lot going on he's distracted by all this what's that Kindergarten.
1: kindergarten
0: kindergarten yeah so you started you started young so i guess uh but how do you do it like do you how do you have these discussions are these before practice are they after practice are they while you guys are traveling on the road um you write them on the the top of the workout so he can read them i don't know how do you have how do you put this stuff into implementation
1: so it's not very so it's not something really sophisticated it's just um taking maybe even day-by-day situations Mm. and trying to analyze them from maybe a stoic perspective right sometimes um, I would just share with him quotes. Um, uh, it, I think the last three or four birthdays, I, I, I gave him books, oh. right? So, that's, and you know, always giving him different, um, different videos and just, just putting information out there and it always, always be something related to context, right? so if we would go to a meet um, and i know that he would have pressure i would just send some video or some quote that um, would just give him something else to think about and eventually change his mindset towards himself
0: yeah right wow is there is there any specific examples in his development like kids, kids make mistakes, right? Kids do dumb things. Um, kids make bad choices, right? Like I've got my own. I was a kid once, like we we've all been there, right? So in this, in this kid's development, was there any turning points for him? Or was there, a, or is there any point where you had to sit him down and, and have a real deep conversation with him about, you know, him maximizing his potential or anything like this?
1: oh um i wouldn't say there were turning points you know um i, I saw uh, i saw a bit of your uh video with diogo yesterday mm-hmm. yeah um and i saw the bit about the the motorcycle accident so right. fortunately, it, it was never the case with something so, so dramatic mm-hmm. but um from time to time, and depending on the, the training cycle, I, I would just have this, you know, not not necessarily a, a lecture or a pep talk. M- mm. Maybe maybe more in a, in the area of a sermon. I don't know. Um, and we would we would talk about um, both philosophical aspects and how that relates to what's going to happen next um, in training um there were a couple you know and we started out basically from from a crazy idea maybe i had the, the week before or the night before mm. and if i felt that uh, it's it's something that would um get focus back up um i would just invent something and then put it out there for for the <laughs> for the group um i remember one it was um about two or three years ago and you know uh, uh constantin mm-hmm, yeah so um he has the, the the sculptures and um he he sculpted in his regards he didn't sculpt um birds but more the idea of flight uh-huh. so he wanted to um physically describe flight right so uh, one day um i think we were uh, preparing ourselves to go on a training camp um and i just set them down and i put the picture of of, uh, one of the the sculptures and you know started talking about what do you see what how do you project yourself and vision and you know but it was about it was about Constantine Bruncusi's sculpture
0: <laughs> wow wow and and David is intelligent enough to understand what you're what you're trying to do what you're trying to say yeah uh, he, he makes a connection with this
1: yeah so basically as I said he's a rational individual so he needs reason um, and you know you, you can use the classic pep talks Let, let's go we need to do this and this and this and you have to you, i'm i i always try to go away from the, the 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 classic uh the classic words you need to be determined you need to do hard work you need to every kid if, if you if you take a, a nine-year-old kid from from the pool and ask him what do you need to uh, be like if you want to be successful to to be successful in in, in swimming, I I need to be determined and Mm -hmm. I need to be ambitious and I need to be hardworking. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, but what do they mean? Do you actually know what that means every day? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you hardworking today? How are you determined today? How are you committed Mm -hmm. today? Um, And that's something that we maybe being every time in a rush um and not necessarily having the patience right um we forget to talk about these things what the idea behind the world is actually reflected in everyday life
0: see this, this is this is next level of coaching right this is this is what makes you great this this is the thing that makes you great like i understand there's the the intelligence of writing a workout and, and planning. But this to me is the, the separator between a lot of people, right? And this is where I think your greatness comes through is that you're really getting David and the athletes in your program to think beyond, you know, just like you said, just the the cliche, the simple, it's easy to say, be determined, work hard, but you're asking them to, to really deep, dig deep and think, what does that mean today? How can I work hard today? How do I how do I how do I judge myself today? And and what am I going to say when I walk away? It, yeah. Am I going to be true to myself? What am I going to yeah. what am I going to say to the person that's looking back to me in the mirror in the locker room at the end of a workout, right? Uh, this is this is extraordinary coaching and and this is where i'll give you a lot of credit for what you're doing people are, people are going to watch this interview and they're going to be so upset that because they're going to want brett what was the workout that he did on this day or uh-huh. how was uh-huh. it written out it's uh-huh. it, it's just not that's not it is it
1: no it, it's definitely not and I, I i love the podcast you did with uh mr goldsmith mm. and he talked about commitment uh-huh. and that just Stood out in my mind. Said, "Oh, wow! That's that's really, really important. That's like maybe the most important thing of, of coaching or whatever, right? Uh-huh. It, it could be everyday life. It could be education, professional development, or whatever. Um, it's commitment, and um, everybody can, you know, if if we get ten coaches and we sit down and we write a workout." probably every every workout is fine and you just open a book and you can get a workout to right. fit any objective you, you may have on the short term or long term or whatever. Um, but I think it's important to get them committed in doing the workout itself, understanding why they're doing it. I, I, I like athletes who ask, right? Right. Just because um at the end of the day um y- you can be a robot in some regards but in real life so many things are happening around you that um, somewhere along the way your uh, programming may, may fail your code may fail mm. right so you need tools to um to make decisions and to make the right decisions vasa has been
0: the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch add a few vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool go to vasatrainer.com use code bread at checkout and get ten percent off anything from Vasa. Man, there's so much to talk about. I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> this just like I love talking to you. I mean, I need more time with you. I actually need. I need to come out to Romania and spend a couple of weeks with you. And just uh, we can I can observe. Yeah. I can watch. I can go to dinner with you. You're um, more than welcome. Yeah, I need I need more time with you. This hour is I feel rushed. Everybody listening, I feel rushed. Okay, there's there's too much here. Um, I will say this though, you know, what intrigues me is this development, right? And this relationship that you have with this young man, he's now the fastest swimmer in the world. He's, he's, he's 18 now, but you know, you don't talk to uh, an 11 year old the same way that you talk to an 18 year old and vice versa now. So how has this relationship developed in this time? Where, where are you at now in your relationship with David and, and the input that he has into the program?
1: obviously you cannot use the same words when you're talking to an 11 year old but the ideas behind the, the words can be the same um and, and then life happens and uh, they have different experiences and it's uh, very important to to know those experiences and try to relate to those and and the way you construct your your speech um to be honest at at, you know oh every time people ask me um what's my relationship with david and at one point i said that um listen if if you know he, he was much younger and but he was starting to to uh be really good um and I said well if David would choose to go wherever in the world um, train with whoever mm-hmm. accepts him in this program
0: right.
1: uh, I want the person that takes control of his program um, to email me or text me and say oh wow you, you did a great job right. um, you actually did a really good job. And um, I want to know maybe how you did it. And um, um, yeah, just appreciate my work. Um, and I always have this idea of the, uh, of the scholar um, overtaking the, the teacher himself
0: right right yes yes
1: if it if it's a swimmer or just you know a normal student but I, I, your your goal as a teacher is to have them become better than you right um, yes and at the moment you know um or at the moment or for the future um this is another thought that i had so it, let's say david maybe you know Keep swimming, or decides to move wherever in the world, or decides to quit swimming, or whatever. Right after he finishes his objectives and his career, um, and I would like him to be able to call me up in the middle of the night. Um, although probably I'll be seeing, but call me up and say, "Look, I just arrived. I'm at the airport." I just arrived, uh, the person who was about to drive me home is not able to make it, can you pick me up? Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I I, would like him to know that he can do it, right? He can call me up and ask for, for my help.
0: Well, listen, I can tell you this, uh, you're already there, you're already there because listen, He's had the the type of pressure that this young man has had in terms of everybody wanting him now, right? Everybody wanting a piece of him. Everybody saying, "I can get you to the next level." I know what I know what recruiting is in America. I know what the pressure is to come and swim in this uh, this this land of fantasy where you know you have all the best coaches and all the bit the most money and all the best swimmers. I did it as a as a as a young kid. I I I fell into that. You know that. That the idea, like this Hollywood idea, you know, like I always wanted to go to America. I always wanted to swim uh, there. And look, it was it was great for me. I needed that. David had that same choice at one point. I'm sure the pressure was enormous, and and probably even sitting with his parents and his family, he he maybe even contemplated it fairly hard. But ultimately, what he said is, I have a coach who I believe in. I trust in. I love i I adore i i he gives me everything that i need and he will in the future and i've decided to stay here with him and my family and continue this journey with him that that's a big 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 statement for a young man um because i understand that pressure that he was under
1: you know you can you can make choices um based on um just pure, uh, pure speculation, or um, you can make rational choices. And I said, David is a rational individual. Mm-hmm. So he, he took it uh, through a very um, good process of taking all the points. of so pros and cons and context, and then um, what's best for me. Um, and we had really, yeah, open discussions about this and he, I, I appreciated the fact that it's not something that he's doing it by himself or, you know, with a small group of people and not including me in it. Right. So he, from, from the get go, he included me and, 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 um, and, you know, we, together, we took everything on all faces and, you know. Just trying to fix the the Ruby cube, but, um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's just, I, I don't, I don't know what's the best for every individual out there. Um, maybe some of them, you know, just need to feel independent maybe. And that would just fix it. Maybe some of them, you know, just, just want a, a different opportunity when it comes to education. Um, and, and that's okay. Right. And there, I, I think the most important thing in, in making these kind of decisions is to stick with the process of decision-making itself. So when, when it comes up to what you're going to do. If you are certain that the decision you make is the right one, then the outcome may or may not uh, you know it cannot affect you in right. some regards so if you know that you have all the arguments to do to move to a certain program and it doesn't work out but if you're 100 sure that you made the right decision then you know it's okay just just do it again make the the right decision again
0: well i think one of the most um admirable thing you know one of the things that i when i look at the bowman phelps relationship and and the success let's say the success actually when i look at the success what i what i love is the fact that they they started together and they ended together and and they had they did everything they needed to do and they proved to everybody that you don't know you don't need to go beyond you don't need to look outside everything you need is right in front of you if you have the right circumstances he he, david has uh, a very very intelligent caring you know charismatic coach who knows exactly what he needs to do there's no one better than you there's nobody better than you i know all the best coaches in the world trust me you're the best there is right in terms of there there are people that are that are as good as you i would say but there's no one better than you and so david has everything he needs ultimately and i think what he did is he he figured that out, just like Phelps figured that out. Bob Bowman has is giving me everything I need. All I need to do is turn up and do what he says. Um, so anyway, I just needed to get that off my chest. You, you guys are perfect for each other, and I'm so glad he made that decision to stay with you and continue. But
1: it's not just me, right? It's, it's the right. whole team, right? Right. Um, and I think this is really important, uh, just getting everybody on the team um, and getting the same vision. Cause you, you know, we had, uh, swimmers who decided to work with certain people in certain aspects, it could be nutrition, it could be dry land. It could be a uh, psychologist or whatever. Right. Um, and in, in some regards, it will not work if you don't have the chemistry right. and w- w- I, in we are privileged, right? Um, we come from a country that, you know, we don't have those, the, those many pools. We don't have so many coaches. We don't have so many specialists. We like, we, we have some resources, but not nearly so we cannot compare to the, the, the big States of the world. Right. right. Um, but you know, we are privileged. We we found people that have the same values, moral values, have the same uh, ambition, and have the same vision of what David could be uh, as a swimmer. Mm. And and there are we we uh, during the, the the at least the last two years when we expanded the, the team. Um, there were a lot of moments when we, you know, I think everybody has this, you're, you're talking to someone and then at one point, um, although you're saying it with different words, you're talking about the same thing.
0: Um,
1: and, um, or, you know, you start texting someone and then the person texts you back even before you finish the, the text. Right. Right. So you know, it's it's um, it's really important to find the same the, the people with the same vision, um, in, in in getting a successful program.
0: Brilliant, brilliant! I love it. I love it. I love it. I could I couldn't I couldn't love it any more than I love it. It's it's perfect, man. Destro Swim Towers gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save one hundred and fifty dollars. A double swim tower by using code Brett B R E T T at checkout. Destromachines.com. It's understandable to to take a 16 year old like this and have the conditions that you have and say, okay, we're gonna we want to swim 49 seconds in the 100 freestyle. No, 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 no. We want to swim 48 seconds. You know, in the 100 freestyle. That that's that'd be really incredible, right? For a 16 year old to swim 48. How in the world? do you get a 16, 17 year old to think that he can be the fastest swimmer in history, like faster than any man has ever swum. That, that's a whole nother level. Like, like You, you know, most people would, would be stuck at that. 49 would be really good for you. 48 would be really good. You guys are thinking 46, you know, that, that to me is an extraordinary thing to even put yourself in that mindset of thinking that you could be faster than any, person in the world is that the way you approached it or did it happen just organically
1: i I would say organically so we'll always be step by step right we 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 don't necessarily have you know we would just write um objectives and targets for each season one by one and then we would talk about that and we would, I would just give him feedback about, okay, you want to swim that time, then, you know, when we do that set or this set, then you need to be at a certain level. Um, and then eventually added things to, to to the program, was either dry land or whatever. Um, but I don't think we, we started out thinking that he can swim 46. It's just we took it step by step um, because, you know, if, if you want to swim 46, you have to swim 47 first. Right. That, that's that's no going around that, right? And, well, unless
0: but, unless you're Mary T. You know, if you listen to my Mary T, she went from 59 okay. to 57 in the 100. She skipped 58. So occasionally it happens.
1: It it, it, it <laughs> happens, but it's, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. statistically improbable. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you want to be... Probable. you want to be predictable. Right? right. Right. Um, and back to the predictable idea. If you want to swim 46, then you have to swim 47. Right. All the time. Right. If you, right. if you are able to swim 47 right. constantly, uh, in basically every meet you go to like David did this summer. Then you can you have the foundation foundation to say okay I, I think I have a plan to go forty six right so right. you need to take it you know step by step ladder by ladder uh, and then um, and then find solutions for everything that happens along the way mm. um, and. I don't think we, we thought about swimming 46, five, you know, five, four years ago mm. when he was 14, he did a 53 double um, and or 14. Yeah. He was 14 in the summer. Um, and then in March, uh, next year, 2019, he was 15, he did, uh, 50, 80, right.
0: 50.8
1: wow. Wow. so that, that that was a big jump mm. but um uh you know it, it happened gradually he, he swam a 40 52 uh in December and then he went down to 50.8 and then he went to 49.8 49.2 uh 50 48.3 48.0 47 5 47 3 and then you know it was right step by step
0: right right you know we're talking about the 100 here and and we could talk about the 100 for hours believe me trust me i, I love the 100 freestyle but um i actually get the feeling that he identifies more as a 200 freestyle and i, and I get the feeling that you're training him maybe even more for the 200 freestyle the, the 100 was a, a beautiful circumstance you know but is it, is it is his mind more focused on the
1: 200? Maybe in some extent maybe. Um, you know he he understands what um, the sets have to be when he's training both of them. Mm. but yeah, probably the, the 200 is the the, the main focus probably. But, um, in the same time, um, you, you're, you're not going to win the 200, um, if you don't have a decent hundred. Right now in, in his case, he developed a, a, a great hundred, you know? So it, 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 went 200 when he was little, um, then it, it, it went to the hundred, um, and then back to the two hundred, and then hundred. So it always be back and forth between them. Um, and you know, I honestly think that uh, the two hundred is more, um, in in some regards, more trainable because mm. there's is longer. So there's more things to do during the race there's more things to do more decisions to make and more things that you can actually do better
0: right okay all right we're an hour in now okay i'm going to appease everybody just just give me one give me one david popovich 200 freestyle set that you would do that um he's had success in um that that you can remember
1: okay 200 Okay, so um we do um a race-based set. Um I it's not something that I came up with. It's something that I got Mm -hmm. unfortunately and I'm sorry, I don't know where, but Mm -hmm. I can try to look it up and then give you a follow-up.
0: It's okay. So um,
1: you start out six weeks before you do uh six times two fifties, one with a dive and one with a push um and then you have active recovery in between and they would just try to mimic the speed so in some regards and this is something that i got from being a fan of football um and a fan of marcelo bielsa who's a football coach and he's very fanatic about tactical reflexes tactical mm-hmm. reflexes right mm-hmm. so if if one player does a movement um, your player has to do the the uh, counteracting movement automatically. Right, it's not something that he needs to start to think. I need to do this. Okay, then I'll do this. Mm. He needs to know it immediately. So, um, and you try to mimic the speed that your goal is uh, that you set as goals for uh, for the two hundred. Then uh, next week, you do uh, four times 350s, one with a dive, two with a push. Next week, then you do uh, three times four. Then you do this again. Then you do um, maybe uh, two sets and probably a week before one or two. It depends, right? It depends on the, the, the context um and all right listen
0: there's going to be some fanatical people out there that want a little bit more specific on this set so um when when you when you're diving and then you, and you're pushing what's what's the rest cycle on those
1: so it's like when you begin it's like one thirty mm-hmm. for the dive and then the others are one minute mm-hmm. and basically in week four everything turns down to a minute and that's it a minute. Wow, there's no. Why, why do you, why
0: do you go that way? Why do you start off with the the smaller and go to the larger as you get closer to the meat? Why why did you reverse it like that?
1: But then you it's it's race but then it's smaller in amount, right? So you you do basically twelve fifties, uh, and then they change in order and shape, and then you end up with doing eight or maybe four.
0: All oh, right, you, you're so reducing the quantity. Right. Quantity,
1: uh, yeah, it's decreasing, right. but right. otherwise the quality has to increase. So maybe mm. in week one you would do, you would achieve your time goal, but you wouldn't have the right, uh, the right underwaters, uh, maybe not even the right stroke count. Mm. Um, but you also have to take those in account, and you also have to take them up, and and you know. Let, let's try to fix this. Let's try to fix that. Um, it, it's it's very it's very malleable. So I think right. you can you can do it in whatever way you want it.
0: So when he's clicking this season, and you do this set, what are the what are the paces that he's holding in practice? I mean, when when you're looking down at your watch, what what's it telling you?
1: Oh. It so like the first 50 will be something around 24. It, it, sometimes I think it, it may dip under under 24 but not that much probably around 24 right mm-hmm. and then the others will be just 26 maybe under 26 somewhere around there mm-hmm. but it also depends on the the right uh technique so I for me it's, it's important to do it in the right way Cause I don't, I, it's not helpful. You can swim 22 and then, you know, let's imagine you can do 22 and then free fifties at 23, right? It's amazing. Right. But if you do them swimming in a bad way, then when you will be racing, that's not going to happen. You need yeah. to vision yourself racing and then take it in the practice and just try to live the race in some regards. Yeah. Listen, uh,
0: we still haven't seen something that I wanna see. And I know you're very close and and nobody in the world has done this. Uh, Nobody's ever gone out in 22 and come back in 23, but we're we're very close and you're you're the closest there is. David's very, very close. So, um, you know, how possible is this? And is this a, a goal of yours to achieve?
1: It's, it's definitely something that, uh, we talked about and that can be, um, but it's, it's a minor goal. It's not something that, you know, we, we focus necessarily on, but, uh, definitely if he wants to improve the hundred, then, um, he basically has two choices, right? He can either swim the first 50 faster Uh or swim the second 50 faster. Um, mm-hmm. or both, right. <laughs> yeah. Or both. But, um, I, I think he's doable. Like he went 24 six and that's the closest he got to 23. Um, it could be, uh, uh, you know, one, a better push off the wall. It could be, um, you know, just a better stroke count. It could be a, a better breakout. It could be anything. And then we would see 23.
0: It actually looked like you were playing with that this, this, this summer, you know, like he did a lot of swims. He did a lot of hundreds and it looked like you were saying, maybe, maybe press the front end a little bit here, maybe hold back a bit here, maybe, maybe push the back end further. So were you guys experimenting with this over the summer?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, as I said, you, you want to be reliable and have predictable, um, races. And, um, I think, If you are, so, as I said, if you want to swim 46, then you have to swim 47 all the time. Mm. Um, And then if you get to that level, then you can play around with how you do it. Because you're not going to go, um, you know, you train a whole season and then you go on in a race and then you swim your goal time and it's a world record. Um, you need to pace it, right? You need to fill it uh, during a meet, and um, that takes time. That takes repetition, and it takes repetition in racing, in and, and, uh, in the highest, you know, as um, as pressure goes, in in the in the uh, highest adversity of uh, of uh, events and ambient or whatever you want to call it
0: right well you did this too you know i think i think a few people were actually maybe concerned that you were overdoing it this summer you went everywhere you did everything you went to the i mean if there was a meet on you were at it and you were swimming the events you know the hundreds 250 you weren't backing out of anything you even swam 400s um at some point you know where he where he did did that so uh, was was that it was originally always in the plan no matter what if you you know once you broke the world records the, the plan didn't change obviously
1: no so we we talked about this um we had a lot of time to do so right before the so after the lockdown and everybody everything got switched around and then mm. um, the world championships got switched around and you know mm. the schedule eventually got to what it was. Um, we said, okay, we, we, we trained for this, right? We, we trained for, um, getting and, and swimming well at, at all these meets, um, why not do it, although they are really close together and, um, you know, it's, it's also uh, a test because, um, We, if if he wants to um, be winning medals, at, you know, future competitions, then he needs to be experienced on one side, and then he needs to be comfortable, right, mm, mm. and um, and also he needs to know different different contexts so when you go to you go to the world championships you win two gold medals um definitely you can see a difference at least in in, in the in the hundred from the time in the semis to the time in the final right so mm-hmm. that in itself it's a lesson uh, you know it, you can swim fast in the semis but pressure will change your your mindset before mm-hmm. a final mm-hmm. and that's a lesson in itself man it's mm-hmm. amazing that he actually won that race you know mm. it's it. that's a bonus okay mm. um and then you go to european juniors and it's your home country mm. you, you you there's no greater uh there's no greater uh privilege honor to mm. have bigger than having your family your friends your home compatriots in the stands cheering for you i right. mean that's, that's something that's absolutely amazing and it uh, it was for me is maybe the, the best experience that i have throughout this summer mm. um and we are looking forward to having short course europeans in in bucharest uh, next year um and then you go to europeans and there's There's, you, you come from being double world champion, um, and, and to swimming at Europeans and, you know, it, it, you, you want to win. It's, it's not, there's no, no necessary pressure from the outside. It's just something that you feel you have to do Mm -hmm. and also try to learn. I mean, um, there's training goals and then their uh, racing goals and if you want to get your racing goals done you kind of want to training goals to be a bit above right right uh, in such a way that you have leeway you have space to make mistakes mm. so w- 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 what we saw during the summer was okay we have four big meets we can swim in all of them and, um, you get a lot of experience, a lot of opportunities. You get to tinker around with your racing. You get to race every kind of, of, of swimmer you, you can, right. Um, and you get the, you get four big learning experiences mm. that are invaluable for the next couple of years
0: i had like uh, 20 new questions come up while you were talking by the way I, I hate this interview because i can tell i'm running out of time and i'm like again i want to talk to you for days so uh, we need to sit down over dinner I'm, I'm afraid um but listen uh this this then this so you know he, he he he's he does this summer thing right like he he's and but but at one point he becomes extraordinary he becomes he becomes the the greatest, fastest swimmer in history, right? Takes down everybody. So, how does that? How does that scrutiny and that pressure at that point change this plan that you have? Okay, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to do these four meets. But all of a sudden, now the world is on top of him. The world is watching him. What did you notice in that period of time that maybe um, we didn't see?
1: Um. So. You know, he, he has a great, um, feel for he, and this is something I, I, I needed to tell this at, at, at the beginning. Um, he has a good social and emotional intelligence. Mm. So he understands, um, the implications and he also knows how to focus on his own objectives. And more so, he understands that um, there's media, there's, you know, sponsorship deals, there's everybody wanting to see him race, talk to him, and etc. cetera. Um, at the end of the day, his biggest wish is to swim. Mm. And his biggest statement is swimming. Mm. You know, you, you can talk about... What you're doing all day, but um, at the end of you know it, it's it's how you swim and what you swim it's the the, the that defines you.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling from talking to him and and knowing competitors like him, he feels most alive in the ready room when when he's about to walk out and perform. That that's when he feels the most alive. Is that is that correct?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's something that uh, he trains every day, right? And when you're in the ready room, um, you get the chance to see what you did in the last, you know, year, two years, four years, whatever. You, you can see what your work uh, can transform itself into a race, and just see how how you did it and mm. you know get get the pleasure um, of seeing your work in in, uh, in a finite way it's, it's like the sculpture of Winkush, mm. right you can you can imagine the flight of the bird but can but you know getting to see it as a sculpture you know it's is the end product and I think every swimmer should, you know, like, and should be comfortable in the ready room mm. because if you're prepared and you're comfortable in the ready room, if you're not prepared, then you can choose to be comfortable
0: mm.
1: knowing that you're not prepared and you can do as much as you can, or you can choose to be, you know, be anxious and have dark thoughts and, and. You know screw up the race
0: mm. wow there's there's very few things i remember i don't remember what i had for breakfast but i i remember the moment um that caesar was about to break the world record i could feel it i could feel an energy in the air i could i could feel a connection between him and i i could i could i could almost step inside his brain and see what he was thinking and, and feeling I remember that moment so vividly where, where he broke the world record in Rome. Uh, you then come back, uh, you know, 13 years later and you have a very similar experience. You're in Rome and you're about to break the world record. Do you remember this moment when when it all clicked for David and 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 that special moment where he finally goes out and breaks the world record?
1: You can imagine that your swimmer is going to break the world record, but the only thing you can actually um, take time thinking about is what you did before. So I I really liked what Mr. Wood said about, okay, uh, I got a gold medal at the Olympics, suddenly I'm a great coach. Mm. Um, but how about, the coaching i did before you know yeah. um and I, I think about that right and um, maybe every coach has different moments during the season where he thinks okay have i done the right thing and you know you take your notebook and then you take things you move to page and you check out what you did on in march um in some morning you know, and and start to think if you made the right choices before and before the, the, the race, um, I, I'm normally I'm pretty quiet. I just find the spot somewhere in the stands. Um, and I just wanna, I just wanna see, uh, and enjoy, obviously enjoy the, the swimming, enjoy the the final, enjoy the race itself and enjoy my work, uh, just Mm. see If I made the right decisions every day, um, I, you know, I do make the process before. So I, I evaluate my decision-making before, and then I just come up and see what's the outcome. And it's, it's never, you know, it's never, uh, pressure. Like I, I, in the last couple of years, I am able to sit down through a final without, without a problem, I can just sit down and 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 watch it um and enjoy it
0: well you're you're better than me i would get i would get nervous uh look i think i think at the end of the day you (laughs) you know the work you know that you know the work right you know what you've done so you have confidence and then you have confidence in in your athlete but that 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 anticipation of of maybe becoming the fastest swimmer in history you know like it's like wow it's exciting so now you're in this position where you are H- how then do you look beyond this like every time you swim every time he wants to swim a best time now it's going to be faster than anyone's ever done in history right like that there's an added pressure with that too now of like now every time you want to do a best time you got to break a world record that that becomes even more difficult wouldn't you say
1: not necessarily So if you, if he would, so if us, we, we, if we would focus on the, the, the outcome, right. Right. Just getting the WR on the, on the scoreboard, then probably it it would take our focus Mm. away and it would be a source of anxiety. Mm. But, um, that's. So he, he 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 eventually wants to swim best times, right? So that's why he's swimming. He, he believes he can improve, yeah. um, and us together as a team, we we believe the same thing. Um, I'm you know not afraid, or I'm not so if 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 everything goes well, if he's healthy, if he trains well, if he if he, you know, has uh, the good lifestyle that he has for an athlete, um, and wants to improve and does that every day in practice. Then you know it, it will happen.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I've I've got to run. Unfortunately, uh, the, like I said, this is um, this has been very uh, exciting and surprising for me. Um, I'll admit to everybody here, I've I've hounded you, right? Like I've been I've been sending you messages after messages after messages. I I really wanted to talk to you. I didn't I wasn't sure whether it was going to happen, and then and then you text me and said we're going to do it. So uh I really appreciate this. This has been a very intriguing conversation to me. And like I said, I could I could talk to you for for hours, weeks. Uh, I think you're you're very fascinating, and and you're doing a fantastic job. I'm a huge fan. Um, please keep doing what you're doing and uh, thank you for today.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me and thank you for your support, right? Yes, I I think you're you're you, you, if if there was a a, a David fan club, then you definitely should be the president.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm president for sure. The emperor, (laughs) (laughs) it probably upsets everybody else, but uh, you know what? I'm I'm admitting I'm I'm the president now and so of of the fan club, uh, uh, yeah.
1: settle for elections and then you win <laughs> i'm a lives. huge fan
0: huge fan yeah a huge fan i can't even i can't even hide it you know it's uh you're not supposed to have biases or whatever. i i'm totally biased to, to him and to you and what you guys are doing so uh thank you hopefully we can do this again maybe in the future but um good luck with uh, the next preparation okay
1: thank you thank you very Thanks, much Adrian. all right take care you're Welcome.